and welcome to the latest episode of the Fantasy Fit Bar Pod. It's episode 41. <laughs> we are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of Fantasy Fit Bar. My name is John and I'm joined by my husband, Scooby. <laughs> podcast husband. John, that, it was a struggle you getting through that. You're, you're full of the COVID, aren't you? <laughs> like, you surely not got COVID again. No, I can't. I don't think I got it twice. No. Yeah, well, you had panic stations this week, though, didn't you? You thought you were down the centre once again. <laughs> I was. I was. I think I just overshot the jets at the wedding. Um, so, yeah, that was me struggling there. And also, we had to do a retake, listeners, because Scooby wouldn't let me do my intro. Um, yeah, we'll so we'll let you. That. Congratulations <laughs> to former podcast guest, and I'm sure he'll be on again this season, Ross McIntosh, Toshi Perrin, Mr. Perrin. He's now got his Mrs. Perrin. Congratulations to the two of them. <laughs> a wonderful wedding. This time last week, John, where were we? You'd done your best man speech. You probably had your shirt off. Aye. Ronan Ke- Life is a roller coaster by Ronan Keating was getting belted out. Blaring it. Well, it'd be midway through the Cayley at this point, actually. A great weekend, a great week, but we're all feeling that a bit this week. Um, but no, a good weekend of action. You even managed to slip in an Aberdeen game when you were up, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did manage to get myself to Fair Park. Um the Papai and Bovril were brilliant. Uh, that was about it for, from an Aberdeen perspective that was really good. But no, it was great to be back here. Great to be back in an away end. And I'm sure we'll we'll get onto it when it comes to it. Um, I'm sure, yeah, we'll cover that game, definitely. Been a bit of excitement tonight, hasn't there? Early kickoff for Celtic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Against Batiste back to Seville. Um, yeah. Obviously, that famous, they, famous site of many years ago when they... When yeah, they, where they famously took, you know, a million people to Seville, as, as, the, <laughs> as the Celtic fans like to tell you. Aye, it was like 10,000 lads, chill out. Um, but what a game. I mean, Joe Hart was captain. They had two goalkeepers on the bench. That just sort of summed up how thin their squad was. Um, I, yeah, I tried to put it on the background whilst working and just gave up working and actually had to just watch it because it was so exciting. They were 2-0 up. Uh, went 4-2 down, ended up being 4-3 in a seven-goal thriller. Uh, and we've got the... An interesting tweet shared by um, last week's guest, Mr. Gagan, actually around that and around Celtic's um, toils, um, throwing away two goal leads in Europe over the last 12 months. Masters at losing goals in batches against Batiste, two goals in three minutes. Milan, it was two in two minutes. Lille, two in eight minutes. Copenhagen, two in three minutes. The list goes on. A long list of just defensive frailties for Celtic. Um, It is. Yeah. It is, but in Europe you get found out. I mean, even Liverpool conceded two goals in three minutes last night at Anfield. So, Correct. you know, then they've got a much better defence than, than Celtic. And as we speak, Rangers are currently 1-0 down at Ibrox to Leon. probably one of the, oh, Gerard said it's the best team uh, he's faced in Europe in his 50th game in charge in Europe for Rangers tonight. Uh, Lundstrom has been absolutely shite. Uh, Ryan Kent, they probably should have scored. <laughs> You feel like they would bite their hand off for one one at that stage, wouldn't you? Yes, yes, I would. I would imagine so. Um, well, let's not hang around. Will we start with bra and no? Aye, right, let's do bra and no. Would you want to start with your bra, or shall I start with my bra? What, what do you want to do? You start with your bra, John. All right, I'll start with my bra. So pine bovril, uh, which I, I, as I said, I had uh, pine bovril at Fur Park on yeah. Saturday. State pie, you know, touch dry. Would like a little bit, um, a little bit, um, saucy on it. <laughs> Do you know what? It's the first time, you know, with normally when you have a bovril, 
uh, at a game, you buy it at half time and put it under your seat and you can't drink it until full time because it's so hot. Yeah. But I actually managed to drink it by about the 65th minute, which I think is my quickest ever sort of Bovril. panning of Bovril. <laughs> That's not my bra. It's not my bra. God. Right. Uh, Pine Bovril, the Twitter account, the, I'm an essential follower for anyone in Scottish football, pulled out some stats from the first uh, five game weeks uh, of Scottish football. So I thought I'd just, um, you know, pull out the ones I thought that were most relevant as well to Fantasy Football Scotland. So I'm going to start with number of crosses made. Who do you think's top of crosses, Scobie? No massive prizes here. Yes, it's Tav. He's on 56. He's not as far out as maybe he has been previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calvin Ramsey at Aberdeen is second on 49. Wow. And Scotty Tanzer, uh, now at St Mirren, mm-hmm. is on 42. So what that tells me, Scobie, is that the, the top three crossers are all fullbacks. Mm-hmm. That's why we love fullbacks in fantasy football, and that's why you should be directing your attention to those areas of the pitch when you're picking your defenders. Absolutely. I mean, I'm looking at, you know, I've, I've got mostly fullbacks, but I do have Ryan Porches, for example. I'm now thinking after five weeks, he's not scoring the headers, he's not getting huge amount of clean sheets. You've got to move to, to wing back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, agreed. So that was one. Uh, my second one interceptions. Um, I thought was the next one that we caught our eye because we now get points for interceptions yeah. in Fantasy Football Scotland. Akeem Dolphin so, is no longer around, so it can't be him. Yeah, it is uh, none other than a boy at um, Livingston, Ayo Obelai. He's got yeah. the most. Yeah, he was highly rated at the weekend in the nil-nil draw. You know, seemingly end-to-end was, was, was a solid player for them, so one to watch, maybe. So he's good. you got Giando Fuchs uh, mm-hmm. at United. He's got 11. Uh, is so Benny in there, Benny Chance? Uh, Benny is, he's got nine. So he's in the top 10. There's, okay. there's a handful of them around there. So there's a few players to be looking around, you know, picking up extra points in that sort of, when you're getting the bargain bucket range of your of your yeah. midfielders and stuff and you're making those decisions on different bits, maybe that's where the interceptions come into, come into play. Uh, that's what I think. And then just one uh, final one I was going to pull out was shots on goal. So this is shots on on and off target. Celtic miles ahead, had 118. Rangers second on 78, just to put that in perspective. Now, what really worries me is Dundee United and Ross County numbers here. 40 and 34, respectively, in five games. Stinking. I mean, I'm going to come on to talk about it later, but the goal scoring that we were talking about last week has not improved after... The weekend in which there was three nil-nil draws. We will come on to that later, but yeah, goal scoring in general, big issue across the league. Indeed. So thanks for that, Pine Bovro. That gets me out of my bra. Scooby, where do you want to go next? Uh, do you know what actually links in well, following on, segueing on from where you've been? I'm going to start with my knot. And it's goal scoring strikers. Where are they, John? Where are they? No striker has at all taken the reins this year. No one's got off to a hot start, been scoring freely. Liam Boyce is maybe the only one we'll put in there, but there has been a penalty involved in that too. And to be honest, it's three goals in five games. You know, it's as expected. No striker has scored more than than three goals. Most of the big ones sitting around two or even one after five games. And it's sort of like you're thinking, as the the big ticket striker, has has their day been and gone? 
you know, is there anyone that we're really backing on? Are you going to invest any money there? When, as we've said, and as you've talked about, Celtic are the sort of free scoring team at the moment, and all those goals are coming from midfield. Similarly with Hibs, a lot of their goals coming through Boyle, through McGuinness, through again midfielders. So strikers, just a bit of a mm, what to do with them. Yeah, I'm nodding my head, Scooby. I mean, I think we before the season started, we'd, we'd identified this as a problem area on the pitch as well. And the, the premium assets are worth investing in is the midfield. You know, you, you're Martin Boyles and, and one of the Celtic many who seem to score hat-tricks every other week. Um, so, yeah, to, to just to add to your point, I mean, Ramirez was on the pitch for 90 minutes at uh, Fair Park for Aberdeen. He had about um, 20 touches all game. Um, Anderson um, for Livingston, you know, he started every game. He was under 20 touches as well. And even though a jet, he scored a brace at the weekend, he was uh, under 20 touches as well for the time he was on the pitch. So I believe it was. Yeah, 16 or something. So it's just, yeah, I agree. It's really difficult to call um, what's, what strikers to trust. I mean, a jetty scoring for Celtic in Europe tonight at Real Betis, does that, you know enhance his credentials I think definitely I think you know people had before had said that maybe a jetty can't score against better opposition now as shite as Real Betis defence was tonight yeah it's still you know considerably better than what you get in the sort of standard Scottish Premiership match well look a jetty's in a very fortunate position I think you know as we're seeing where are the strikers they've not stepped forward yet Edward's gone Griffith is gone Kyogo's going to be out for a month I mean Ajeti has to start. He has to play. Um, and we did see quite a bit of goal scoring from him last year. You know, he did come on. People said he wasn't really playing good football, but he, did, he got goals, you know. So I think you've got to look at Ajeti and at the sort of value is he's, he's not going to kind of price himself out of the market. So, um, yeah, we're definitely looking at him. Maybe he's going to be the one in, in five, ten games' time that's going to be topping um, the, the the scoring. The scoring well, ranks, but we'll have to wait and see. I, I think Ajeti is more of a short-term answer just with the way that Kyogo is obviously going to come back in the next two to three weeks. Um, but it might be worth getting on. He is, but Kyogo's all, all, you always feel like going to play off somebody, you know, so Anajeti, you know, is mm. probably more like, I don't know, you're shaking your head a bit, but it's, it, it, you know, you, you, you could see that working. You could see both of them playing together. Poten- um, potentially. But I also think, you know, Ange could just go with Kyogo for the middle on his own. That's what he did before. Do. And the big Greek boys, obviously, you now as well. So we yeah, yeah. Um, so it's risky, yeah. The strikers stinking, absolutely hooching. Strikers, that's what I think. Stinking, shitey strikers. Tell you what, though, I am tempted to get on the Lee Griffiths train for the derby on Sunday. Oh, that man loves an occasion. <laughs> well, well, we will talk about the derby a bit more, but I think it just feels like everything's pointing to that. All right. Um, all right. Well, see, see, we seem to be chatting about Celtic a bit, but they are a very attractive fantasy football Scotland option, which brings yeah. me on to my gnaw. They're a really, really difficult team right now to pin down on who on earth is starting, let alone scoring the points. Just to give a, a, a sample of what of, of, of this is each game week, they have had a different high-scoring player. Um, so in the first game week, they had uh, Ralston. Second game week, Kyogo hat-trick. Third game week, Turnbull hat-trick. Fourth game week, they lost the Rangers, so we won't talk about that for them. And then they had a Jetty scoring a brace there. You know, we need to have Celtic players because they, they're going to score a lot of goals this year. That's the way that Ange is, Ange is playing. But it's really difficult. You're sort of chasing every time you make a transfer. You're like, I'll get Kyogo, then I'll get Turnbull. And now we're saying, shall we get a jetty? And then who's going to score this weekend? Probably someone else. Definitely. I'm, I've stuck with Abada all year and it's returned well. Yeah. Like Abada's the one you go with. Didn't play tonight either. He was respecting his young Kapoor. 
so yeah. he can not play, so he'll be fresh and fit for the weekend. So I think that probably uh, works in his favour. Um, so yes, I think that is one to see. Where are you going with your gnaw, John? That was my gnaw. That was it. The gnaw <laughs> was... Yeah, yeah, I moved not fast. Not what to do with selling first. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you're listening so so intently, Scooby. No, I just, you, you ran into it so seamlessly. I, I missed it. <laughs> I thought you were building off the back of my point, but okay. I want my husband. I want my husband to listen better. Right, your husband's me. listening, and, and and also he's probably going to get another COVID test this week. Uh, right, I am going to go. It's slightly off of the fantasy football Scotland trajectory, but my bra this week, if you missed it, is clubs rising up in Scotland. It was announced this week that Aberdeen, Dundee, Dundee United, Hearts, and Hibs have commissioned an independent review um, to um, to basically ask advisors to look at uh, the SPFL um, and they've, sort of, they've identified sort of four key areas which they want this strategic holistic review to look at, which is commercial growth, the SPFL brand, the SPFL structure, governance, organization, et cetera, and strategic pro- projects. And this all comes because they, they believe that the, um, that the SPFL is not being managed in the way that it should be. And I think- No! I think that- They believe that, never! A revelationary <laughs> piece of news. Neil Doncaster's not I doing his job. I dropped my phone with everyone. I thought, you're not telling me Neil's not up to the job. Um, and they want to identify significant, significant additional revenues for the benefit of all. Not just those clubs, but right the way throughout the game. Um, I would add a fifth part of the review to that, which is potentially looking at fancy football and how they could, um, how they could build out fancy football as a, as a commodity the world to take advantage of um we'll yeah, just get rid of that shite other game they've got and oh, make this the, the number one one i think that said it all you know when you when you see the quality of this game, and the guys have we, we've probably not said it enough this season the guys of fantasy football scotland have got a great great game and a great product mm-hmm. we talked about it a lot last year they've improved it this year it's been so consistent it's an absolute joy to play this game and yet the spfl still haven't put their backing into what is clearly a better product Mm-hmm. it really blows my mind I would love to see one day this game being the official game of the league seeing clubs behind it seeing price reveals all over you know right. club twitters and whatnot and seeing players get in and behind it more than they are now because it's a great product and I think it, it's uh, a microcosm of the problems in our game but it's a it's a problem there you go. I totally agree I mean you just have to look at the English league down south and the actual yeah like you know any any you know Liverpool Leeds whatever Man City they're all revealing price players when they transfer them in anyway back to your independent review point I mean yes I yeah I mean I, I agree as well like it is just a way of looking it in I mean Scottish football in general has so much to offer and we are so guilty so often of playing down our game and saying this is shite here this is shite there I mean you just have to look at Tyne Castle on Sunday like what an atmosphere! It was it was white hot, red hot, whatever hot you want it to call. It was brilliant. The football was actually a pretty decent standard. It was a really exciting game. You know, there's there was there was exciting players on on show. The fans were unreal, chanting throughout. They're witty, they're funny, and we just we talked down our game so much all the time. We ha- didn't have a we didn't have a sponsor for the league for ages. I mean, if Cinch had decided just to sponsor everything in the UK. Do you think we'd have a sponsor this year? No, I don't know. Not. Probably not. State of affairs. So I think anything that is that is reviewed in a way that is so to make our game better, yeah. it has to be encouraged. Absolutely, absolutely, and it seems like it has taken a couple of 
American owners um, who've come into our league who are probably looking at it going, you know, if anyone's ever followed or watched or been to sport in the States, you'll, you will look at our league comparatively in disbelief. Um, and it could just be so much more. And now they've got the big Sky deal, which I think they thought was the problem, um, the answer to all their problems. Um, but, you know, it's not enough. And, and no. we want to see more for our league. It was just like there was a Sunday, a couple of Sundays ago, I think it was when Hearts were playing Aberdeen. And there was just, and it was like a really good fixture list. There was like four games on. It was Dundee Hibs, it was Hearts Aberdeen, you had County Rangers, St Johnson Dundee United. Like, you know, really like exciting games at the start of the season. And Sky just did absolutely nothing. To the, the Ford Super Sunday they do down south. I mean, sometimes it is the shittest game going. And yet people watch it. But you just have to. Yeah, advertise it better and believe in it a bit more. It's so frustrating. I mean, it was a, sh- a real shame that the the, the, um, the TV went across to Sky when it was at BT. I mean, Sky, I think, have improved their service as a result of BT, but it's still, I think it's quite at the, the level of execution that BT were delivering a couple of years ago. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oof. Well, that fire's burning. Uh, and yes, we are more than willing to be the official um, podcast of the official fantasy football game of the League of Scotland. And I think that's probably enough for a part one. Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's Fantasy Fitbar pod, part two aptly named because Rangers have just conceded a second at Ibrox, and it's none other than Fantasy Football Scotland hero, James Tavernier. And Scobie, I'm sure we'll come on to it, but he's not even taking penalties for them anymore. What are we going to oh, do? God. Don't jump ahead, John. There's a flow to this section that takes me sorry, sorry. End to write. Oh, God. You know, you can't, you can't just jump in there and start talking about, about the third <laughs> game online. On my rota. Uh, yes, John, an exciting weekend of action, but no less than three goalless draws. Um, following on from what we were saying in part one, where are the goals coming from? For a lot of teams, we don't quite know, but don't let that mislead you. As I say, there was some very good football. You you touched on it briefly, and I will not labour the point, but the Ember Derby was a fantastic advert for Scottish football, but also for both Ember clubs. I think it showed where those clubs are now it was um you know it's usual um full of fouls um first kind of 15 20 minutes i think that the ref didn't really let the game um play out for a while but i think you just saw two teams that that were very well matched you know particularly with signings that each of them have brought in performing very well but chris cannon a great game for hibs you know being back there i thought benny was great for us um you know, Cochrane was good again. I thought just across the park, fantastic performances and, and no none less than the goalkeepers. If it weren't for Gordon and Macy, there would have been goals um, and both played exceptionally well. So look, nil-nil. I think I think we kind of came away feeling like we should have won it. But, you know, and, and, and I don't think Hibbs would have disagreed, but it always felt like, like Hibbs could have nicked it as well. So I'm not going to sit here and say it's three points lost. I think it just feels like, yeah. um, you know, it was a fair result of all things. Um, both sitting up there still sort of still near the top of the table yeah yeah I was really interested the way Jack Ross set up everyone expected him to set up in that 4-3-3 position uh, formation and kind of threw Hearts and probably the most of Scotland with that three at the back yeah and that's um, you say the first 15-20 minutes were a bit 
a bit bitty. There was when just Hibs were on top of you, mate. It's <laughs> a lot of fouls. <laughs> he was he was forced into hiking off um, Scott, who was who was pretty um, yeah, you know, a bit of a passenger the whole game uh, and putting Gogic on. So I think I think he knew. You know, there was a spell where it was just like you were waiting for Hearts to score in the first half. Oh, De- I'm not. Yeah, after the first twenty minutes, once Hearts got to grips with the formation change, uh, or for, formation like curveball, should we call it? Yes. I thought Hearts, yeah, definitely grew into the game and were the better team. Don't get me wrong. And then Hibs maybe a bit better towards the end. I, as you say, I mean, Gordon saves. I mean, just maybe because we're so becoming so used to this like sort of twilight of his career where he's been amazing, you know, two clean sheets for Scotland. He's at his 60th cap for Scotland and it was the 25th clean sheet. Absolutely outstanding, considering how shite we are. He also played four games in two weeks. That's, that's, that's mental, that's yeah. And he was still pulling off fantastic. Mm. He did not look tired in one day yeah. on Sunday. He was the most up for on the park. It was, you know, brilliant to see. You know, and I, I know I've, I've made this point a lot. It just does beggar the question why Celtic ever got rid of him. He's he's yeah. such a such a fantastic player. And um, yeah, we're very lucky to but, have him. Um, yeah. Excited to see a bit more of Barry Mackay as well, but probably a bit more excited to see more of Barry Mackay's Barnet as well. I think that was probably one of the big talking points. <laughs> Yeah. It's like Jack, it's like sort of yeah. swallow Jack Grealish from the Euros. Yeah, it's like Jock Grealish, something you call him. I thought it was good. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I will leave that one there. And John, we will we will canter across the fair park, a game that you attended and Motherwell only went and did it, didn't they? Three wins in three, now sat fourth in the table. What happened? Whoa. What happened, indeed? And don't talk you know, about the Bovril again or the pie. You've got to talk. About I, I've got to talk about the football. I've got to talk about the football. Aberdeen started all right and actually had a couple of decent chances that they um, that they maybe should have put away. But I mean, to sum up Motherwell, they've now got Bevis Mugabe at right back. Like this is a team of big towering bastards, <laughs> <laughs> and you know Grimshaw's in centre mid, just hunting people down. Wooleries on the wing and they just launch balls out to him and little Jack McKenzie who's just fresh out of like high school yeah. can't can't get near him in the air. Yeah. So, and what they're what Alexander has been doing is brilliant. Um and Aberdeen now trying to play this sort of more passing, fluid, tippy tappy, call it what you will. It just doesn't fly at fur part. No. Um as an overall sort of observation. Um, for 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 Motherwell, Kevin Van Veen will take the take the plaudits. He will. He will. There's a reason that he's called the budget Bergkamp. There was one point, you know that goal that Bergkamp scored against Newcastle. Yeah, the famous. Yeah, yeah. He did a, a similar skill, but it was in the center. It was in the center of the park, where he actually did flick it over one of the Aberdeen boys' heads. It was quite quite stunning. He was on fire, wasn't he? I mean, uh, um, well taken header for the opener. Um, and that repays the, the the sort of fandom he's built in fantasy football Scotland. Um, I think everybody got very excited after week one, brought him in, and he's not done much since. So those that have hung on to him, well done. He obviously set up the second for Ojala. Um, again, a great cross. He was he was sort of terrorising Ramsey, wasn't he, down the right wing? For as good as Ramsey looked going forward, um, well, he caught him behind him a lot, and he almost got that third as well. Let me, let me, this is something you, no one was seeing on the highlights and no one picked up um, out the media, was that Ramsey got injured mm. five minutes before Motherwell scored their second 
and he stayed down in the corner at the other end of the pitch. And this is showing his naivety and his youth when he, because he clearly like, humped his, I don't know, some part of his leg where he needed to go off. But what he tried to do is he went down for so long that he tried to then stay on the pitch. But obviously then you have to stay off the pitch to get back on the pitch at that point from the free kick. That's when Motherwell scored. Obviously they played it down the left wing where there was no right back for Aberdeen. That's why Van Veen had so much time. Again, when Van Veen had that run in, there was Calvin Ramsey was nowhere to be seen. What he should have done, Ramsey, is gone, I'm finished, get me off the park and get a sub on. Yeah. So it's just like complete naivety from, from Calvin Ramsey. Silly stuff. Good but observation. It, it was, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was interesting hearing Alexander's comments after the game. He was like, Kevin Van Veen, he's worked with before at Scunthorpe. Mm. And he's like, I cannot teach this man anything on the ball. You know, this guy's PSV Eindhoven. Yeah. But he's like, when I, what I can do is teach him how to work off the ball. And when he works off the ball, that's when he contributes so much to the team. Um, so he's going to be such an interesting player uh, for Motherwell this season. And I think he's just so strong on the ball. So and he's got a brilliant deft touch. Uh, so yeah. he was a pleasure to watch, actually. Um, and just to, just to emphasise Motherwell's clinicalness and the style of football they're playing, their percent, this is going back to the pie and bottle stats, they are top of percentages of shots on target. Mm-hmm. The mo- they're, they're, they, every, they are nearly at 50%. Wow. So for every shot they take, they, nearly, they hit the target every other time. Wow. Which yeah. is quite, that just shows how clinical they are and the standard of chances they're creating and taking. Um, you yeah. may have Aberdeen rant. Uh, yeah, you can have a short one. I was going to say, is that a cause for concern yet? Yeah, um, no, well, you just got to give Glass a bit of time. Like, this, these things take time. Um, so, you know, whilst there was some booing from people and some shouting at Scott Brown, like, you just have to give them time. McCrory at centre-half in a game like this just doesn't work. As I've said, Motherwell were big, they were physical. McCrory cannot win in the air. David Bates had to, should have started this game. I don't care that he's just come in. Like, he's good enough to start alongside Declan Gallagher. And yeah. you saw that from the two goals. that were just getting dominated in, in the... In the air, yeah. so I think yeah, he needs a bit of time. Long staff. Let McCrory play further forward, where he played so well last year. Yeah, 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 indeed, indeed. Or right back. Well, you know, in that kind of game, maybe you don't start Ramsey. Um, and then the centre mids we played, they're all too similar. So uh, Scott Brown, Ferguson, and Long staff are all sitting really um, deep and yeah. trying to just play it in front of them. There was no, there was no one getting linked up to the forwards. So, you know, it'll take time under glass. There's going to be days like this for Aberdeen. There'll also be some good days that we've already had this season. Um, I think he will get the time. Yeah, he will. He will. It's just not getting in a rut, you know, and it's the, the cold, long, dark winter set in in Scotland. I was looking at the October fixtures and it's there's a lot of football to be played in October. <laughs> that international uh, week where we're going to have two Scotland games, obviously. I think there's, I think there's five premiership games in October. Mm-hmm. a lot of football to get through I mean even more so for the guys that are playing in Europe um, so yeah it's going to be exciting it's going to be interesting but injuries are a foot I'm sure um, so moving on from that game Celtic continue to lead the goal scoring charts um, as we've already talked about Ajeti at the double um, 16 goals this term now for Celtic 6 more than Hibs and Rangers their next nearest um sort of challengers in that respect and there, and there seems to be goals right across the park doesn't there so you, you know it's to, it's to your point you're not um you know who is it do you start um i'm going to make a case for a batter and i think if you don't have him in it's a bit mad at this stage i've got nothing further to add 
I believe that's all we need to say. Get a bad in. And if you've got Turnbull as well, good on you. Both looked good. Both looked very good again at the weekend. Um, the other goal came from the defender. I forget the name of. Oh, God. Big deflection anyway. It wasn't much one to, to Cameron, talk what's his name? Cameron Vickers. Cameron Vickers. That's it, the double bow. Um, I think... I think Sorry. No, well, I think Cameron Vickers, he seems like a decent uh, baller from centre-half. Mm. I mean, yeah. it was an incredibly fortunate goal. Like, I mean, what yeah. kind of deflection is that? I mean, can you look at Laidlaw for that? I don't know. Is that being harsh? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. But he was getting forward a lot as well, Cameron Vickers. So one, maybe one thing to to watch there. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, as we've said, Celtic are, are going to be a fun team to watch and there's going to be goals, but they're going to concede them as well. I don't see that um, going away against probably quite a few of the sides in the Premiership. Um, this season Kyogo as we said it's going to be about a month so if you've not already hooked in do it now very good and that was actually one of the questions we got in today from FPL Booker T one of my faves he said should we take Kyogo out so well done I think, so. I think you should I think you should yeah a month's quite a long time and we don't know if that's you know if that's going to run on any longer seems to be positive noises coming out of the camp but I would get him out I think there's other options there and he midfield's Far too valuable, as we've talked about. Far too valuable to not have it, particularly with Celtic midfielders. Um, so I would be making a move. So St Johnston Rangers. St Johnston got that elusive second goal of the season at the right time, but Rangers um, came. They let them back into it. Really, um, it was a wonder goal from Tav to win it, mm. um, and probably another example of why we just captain Tav. So well. Finish my sentence for me. We've already had a spoiler alert. But Tav, Rangers got a penalty and Kimar Roof took it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, which is, um, I think, has, you know, enormous consequence in fantasy football Scotland because he is a very expensive defender. Uh, so I think, I don't know, I, I'd still wait to see how it plays out. I was wondering, do you, like, do you think they did that to kind of like throw Xander Clark a little bit? You know, Xander Clark's been there a little bit of a nemesis for Rangers over the years, uh, over the past year. Um, you know, we remember his goal, but also he did save a penalty for them as well, didn't he? He, did. he was playing pretty well in that game. Do you think they just maybe thought, get Roos to take it? He's not He's not practiced for this. He's not learned which way he's going to mm. go. Just something different. I don't know. Maybe I'm over, over reading into that. I like that. I like that. I like the tunnel you're going down there, Scobie. I like the hole you're going down. That's 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 interesting. Respect it might not be. You might be overthinking about it, uh, but it could be. It could be it. It might be just to get roof off the mark in the season. Could always, be. it's always a good idea to give your strikers pe- penalties if you can, just because it's more important that they've got confidence in scoring goals than your right back. True, true. I just can't yeah. understand why Tab would be taken off. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. So I would be surprised if that's a long-term thing, but you know, we'll see. But as you say, scored a world day, so we're we're less we're less worried. Big, um, big injury news coming out of Rangers was um, Helander's out till Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So that is huge. Uh, he was obviously he'd been brilliant so far this season for them. Uh, so that's huge at centre half. It means Goldson, who was who was out with COVID, wasn't he? He will be starting all the time. Yeah. Um, but you've probably got to look at sort of um, a bit of a uh, bit, bit of Balogun in there. Yeah, probably you want a cheap way, is. cheap way into that. Exactly, exactly. And you know, Balogun is 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 not a good as good a defender. But I think um, you know, he saw him pop up with um, some good performances last season. He'll be quite. Well, he got skinned. He got skinned by um, Mikey O'Halloran, and O'Halloran like 
he's not the most skillful guy. No, he's not another quick man. <laughs> yeah, against so, no club rival match. Um, but yes, as I say, St. Johnson's second goal of the season. Still only two goals in five games for them, Livingston and Dundee mm. United. I'm sorry, but I'm worried if I'm them. You know, particularly Livingston, as we talked about last week, who've conceded yeah. so many goals. I really wish we could, and we will we will focus on a, on a Livingston game, I'm sure, soon. There hasn't been an awful lot to talk about. So apologies to any Livingston fans. We've not really touched on them much. Dundee United, though, this weekend, how would they like to change that this Sunday? The Dundee Derby. The first Dundee oh. derby of the season. Lee Griffiths now back for Dundee. He did not score, obviously. They were also a nil-nil game, but he said he felt like he had goals in him. He said, my goal scoring record speaks for itself, which it does. Right. And, you know, he's back at Dundee where he kind of started his career. Are you excited for it, John? Where do you see a Dundee derby going? Uh, oh, it's going to be it's going to be an absolute cracker. I mean, this, this derby always just throws up. It throws up goals controversy and yeah with man like Lee Griffiths back in the frame I mean I th- I just might just chuck him on the team just I just for the laughs because yeah, I mean come I on so. it's gonna be so good he had six shots at the weekend mm-hmm. so that's quite good he had one re- pretty decent chance towards the end he also did 90 minutes which he's not done in ages so he will be feeling all uh the better the better for that so I think that's quite exciting United pfft, I mean, I got a, there was a stat from their game um, against St Mirren where the goalkeepers did 67 passes and 66 of them were long. <laughs> Not very inspiring stuff, is it? So the goalkeepers did one short pass. Yeah. I mean, and I, I thought under Tam Courts, United were meant to be playing a little bit nicer football, but... Yeah, doesn't suggest much, does it? So oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Dundee here. I think Dundee will do them. Yeah. I, my bet will be that one ex-Celtic free kick taking legend scores. It's either Griffiths or it's Mulgrew. I don't know Ooh. which one, but that's my bet. Go. One of them, one of them hits the set piece this weekend. It will be. That'll be an absolute cracker as well. Midday on Sunday, make sure you're yeah, really good stuff. Yes, yeah, so we've got them midday, and then we've got Rangers Celtic following and Sunday afternoon. The other six teams play on Saturday. Exciting weekend. Hello and welcome back to the final part of this week's Fantasy Fitback Pod. This is the part where we go to Twitter for questions, Scooby. How are you feeling? We've got a couple of goodies. A couple of goodies, but John, I want to stop you right there. What? You know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do? Week hey. five, we're going to do a squad value check-in. So it's a bit of fun last year. If you've not done it already, go into transfers in the app, sell all your players and see <sighs> what your squad value is. You start with 60 million at the start of the year. When you sell them all, you'll see what you're left with. John, have you done it? And if so, I have. please reveal your squad value. Squad value is 61.8 million pounds. Wow! <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. What? Is that bad? No, I'm 61.2. I thought that wow. was good. Fine. We, had, we clearly hadn't told each other before. I'm 61.8. <laughs> Where's that come from? Um, I, I think Aberdeen fullbacks have done me quite well. You and Mackenzie and Ramsey. And Ramsey from the start, and they've both been going quite high. So um, embarrassed. Very good. <laughs> but look, on a serious note, 1.2 million, 1.8 million more after five weeks. 
Aye. It just goes to show there's too much money in this game. You know, you, you love everyone you want. You've just got to play it well. Anyway, let us know. If anyone's hit 62 million, I'll be very impressed. I'm sure they have. We're not that good at this. <laughs> True. <laughs> right. A sick of Jordan. A sick of Jordan has got in touch and he's given us three questions. And I think they're all quite good. So, number one question he's asked is if you were going to wild card this week, who are your must haves in your team? Do you want me to do mine first? Yeah, do yours first. Do yours and first. Then, and then you can... I don't think on. anyone needs to hear me say a bad again. I've done it four times already. Okay, yeah, yeah. So try not say a bad... Try and say <laughs> the guys we've not said. So number one, I think Martin Boyle's a must-have. I also think Turnbull's a must-have. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go to Strikers... I think Liam Boyce is a must-have. Mm-hmm. And one of the Motherwell boys, whether you like Tony Watt or the Budget Bergkamp. Yeah, I think I think based on last week's show, you go Budget Bergkamp and you believe that he'll kick on. As long as he stays fixed, yeah. He was a bit... He was out, wasn't he, for a couple of weeks? Yeah. Um, but what missed a really good chance actually should have scored do you have any defenders well, I was just say, it's, it's so interesting we were saying last year we finished the season saying basically it's all about defenders Aye. and we had what four of the top six defenders were Rangers defenders mm-hmm. now it doesn't look like that so much you know Ralston is the top scoring defender but we don't know if he's going to continue to play I think Correct. obviously you've got to have in your team Um but yeah, I mean, there's a few others in there. I think Suter's making a case for himself. Hearts are going to go on a fairly nice run over the mm-hmm. next month. So I would, I would, I would think about Suter. Um, okay, we've said also it should be um, fullbacks where you can get them. So Cochrane's in that mix as well. I'm not just saying this. I do think Hearts players should be in there. Paul McGinn yeah, yeah. as well. Paul McGinn's done well. Um, Ojala popped up with a goal as well um, at the weekend. Motherwell on a very good run. So play the form and um, play who you see there. Mugabe, as you said, moved to right back. Always yeah. a threat from from corners, isn't he? So there's a, there's a few there. Who's a must-have? Do you know I'll say him again. I'll say Paul again. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then keepers-wise, you're, you know, you're looking at your Gordons, your Macy's, your Xander Clarks. I think that's sort, yeah. of, that sort of area, isn't it? So I actually brought in uh, Jack um, Anik at the weekend. <laughs> no, None I didn't. I had Macy, and I, actually Macy ended up getting nine points, but I, I uh, thought it would be goals and hearts. It was game. He got, Anik got seven points anyway. I actually think there's quite a lot of good goalkeeping options at the moment, mm. I was going to say. So I think it's, it's definitely worth, don't do that, I'll have one good goalie and one that is just, you know, a filler who's mm. not starting, which is what I had for a while. I think I have two good goalies and rotate them um, because there's especially, points to be had there. I, I, I'm starting to agree to that, especially now the squad values are going up because it was tight at the start. It was difficult. But now you've got squad values going up and then maybe some players aren't performing like we thought. You now probably have a bit of money in the bank to maybe spend on that second keeper. I do think that's not a bad shout. But Scottish football is just so hard to predict. We all thought there'd be goals at Tynecastle. Well, exactly. Exactly. But you could have any one of Macy, Kelly, Clark, yeah. you know, Annick, as I said, all within that sort of 2.6, yeah. 2.8 million uh, region. So, yeah. I just, that was what, only one point I missed out at Fair Park. I thought Liam Kelly was excellent. Was it? Yeah, really looked like he grew into that Scotland call-up that he got just a couple of weeks ago. Really safe hands, great positioning, really good kicking. Uh, I was very, very impressed with him. Well covered. 
There you go. Uh, I think we've sort of covered all the questions there. I think we've so, covered everything. Is, is, yeah, I was, uh, was, was uh, going to talk about it. You, you always come into the episodes just not knowing if, you know, you know, is there, is there, is there, is there a lot to talk about this week? There always is. Uh, anyway, we'll finish it off. Go to the league. Haji, Neeps and Tatties. Donnie Robertson has regained his league leads. He's on 355 points. Well done, Donnie. Hope to see you around for the rest of the year. Uh, and then the uh, top scorers joint on 74 was FC Dillerburn, Alan Bogue and Kyoto 10 in a row, Scott. Um, Jetty was captain for the latter. That's an interesting shout uh, and not one I'm sure many people would have gone for. Very good. Well done to them. If you want a sticker, get in touch. Get in touch. What I might need another one, actually. You want another one? That's weird thing. Yeah, you send me one. Is it? Do you only give you one? You give me one. No, you give me. You, know, you give me a little pack. You give me a little pack. All right. I'll give my husband a couple of packs. <laughs> uh, well, John, it's been a pleasure. Never a chore.